Welcome, Highfalutin Ski Bum Podcast, episode number 274. It is your pals, Mario and Brian. Mario, what's up? Not much. A lot of crazy shit going in the world right now, but uh, came back from skiing, so it's been a whirlwind, I tell you. My head's yeah. kind of spinning. Like, been traveling, back to work, and... Back from your little, uh, little jaunt out to Ogden, Ogden Utah, which Ogden, that'd be pretty Utah. awesome. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Uh, and we'll talk about that in a later podcast, but, uh, it was, uh, it was a good trip. I gotta say had, had a mixed, mixed bunch of fun, which was good. Nice. Yeah. And you know, we, we didn't have a podcast last week cause Mario was, was out traveling and the world's been kind of crazy the last week, week and a half or so. And I guess everything kind of touches it. It's really hard to kind of, to be silly, but you also kind of want a distraction. So that's why we're here. We're not going to get into politics we're not going to get into you know what's going on over there because granted i don't really know what's going on i'm trying to you know live life try to get in you know keep paying my bills keep my family safe healthy try to get some turns in also you know like trying to figure out and get some turns in uh ukraine right now right <laughs> you know what i did look this up because you know everything in the world has a ski facet to it when you get to this point of love for skiing and there actually are 58 ski resorts in ukraine boom they are down in the south western part it's actually it's it's almost as far west as you can go and you know west and south right north of the romanian border there's okay a, there's a few mountains there and uh Buc- Bucaville, Bucaville is the pretty much the number one resort town there. Yeah. And you know, it looks like a, you know, quaint little Alpine town. It's got some cool hotels. I mean, it's only 66 bucks a night to stay there right now. Cause I don't know if you can actually book it for variable rate right now. I don't even know if you can book it. It's funny. Well, maybe it's not funny. I don't know. They're showing only starting in April. April 2nd. I don't know what that's trying. That's some sort of signal. Like, hey, man, the next month is going to be a nightmare. But once you come back in April, it's going to be cool. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what they're telling me. So I'm looking at some crazy map. I guess an old map. Yeah. Oh, Moldova. Is that still there? Oh, Moldova's still there. It's the last time we checked. All right. So it's northern Romania, southern Ukraine. Yeah. Well, western Western on the southern part. Yeah, it's all in Hushinaya National Park, Senir National Park. So there's a bunch of national parks right there. I don't know what yeah. mountain range there is, but. Yeah, so it's, you know, it's a, a dark situation there. You know, all the ski resorts are shut down at the moment because Damn. I believe there is an initiative to get all men 18 to 60 to fight. And it seems like most people are picking up arms, which is if you're shredding it, if you're shredding it out at the uh, mountain, you better go grab a gun and start popping some caps and some Russian ass. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy times. It's yeah. There are ski resorts there. There are people there. There's people on both sides. Like it's a crazy situation. We're not going to talk about it because I don't know anything about it. I, you know, not enough to talk about it in any intelligent way. So we're going to talk about what we do know which is skiing. And there has been some drama in the ski world over the past week or so. So we're going to talk about that, which is a little more fun because it's a lighter topic and we can laugh and we can make jokes about it and everyone's cool with that. So thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. Check us out. We are at skibumpodcast.com. Go to your favorite podcasting apps, rate and subscribe. Go to your favorite social media accounts, Twitter, Facebook, Untapped. What's the other one? Instagram. We're at Ski Bump Podcast. Send us an email, skibumpodcast at gmail.com if you want stickers. We've had requests from all over the planet, which is pretty awesome. So thank you so much for, for checking us out and wanting to That's represent. That's pretty awesome. We should it map out awesome. where we've delivered, where we sent stickers to. Most recent one, New Zealand. Get out of here. Yes. It only costs like $1.30 to send something to New Zealand. So who who do we know in New Zealand? Can we give him a shout out? We'll give a shout out to Rob in New Zealand, who's Boom. enjoying his summer and getting his winter fill listening to us. 
Awesome. We're so keeping you, it keeping it real for the it. uh for the summer the long summer over there. Yeah, it's uh you know, as as bad as summer may be, it will be coming to an end soon down there and it will be winter. And hopefully there's plenty of snow and again, it's we're kind of in this crazy time because March is one of those things at least here in in North America, it could either be 60 degrees, which is going to be on Sunday, or it could be 30 degrees, which is going to be today. So, and you guys got some snow like two weeks ago, we last week, right? We did, but Vermont actually got a ton of snow this past couple of days. Wow. Yeah. Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine, they got, they got some legit almost foot of snow over the last few days. So it's, I'm looking at the forecast. I'm going back up to New Hampshire next week and I'm looking at the forecast and it looks like Friday, Saturday, there might be some snow in the forecast. There you go. Very nice. So I'm like, do I bring the skis or do I not bring the skis? <laughs> well, let me know if you do. Yeah, I gotta, gotta. I haven't skied New Hampshire yet this year. I feel, yeah. I feel a little bad. God, we had such plans this year, and just like, <sighs> the shit really quickly. It does COVID <laughs> wars, life, like everything, craziness. But we're still here. We're still cranking these out. Thank yep. you so much for listening. Yeah, we got and a sponsor. Shout out and a thank you to our sponsors. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So thank you to Terracia. Terracia.com. T-E-R-A-C-E-A.com. They are a premium cold weather solutions. Their mission is to create best in class apparel that can be worn in any cold temperature environment designed with thoughtful features and fit and always providing the optimum level of performance for whatever you are doing in tons of pockets in smart places. We also fully believe in the idea that good products can always be made better and strive to constantly improve, refine, and optimize all facets of our products. Go to their site, terracia.com. Use the code TERRACIABUM, 15% off. Also, big shout out and thank you to Paradise Skis, paradiseskis.com. They make seriously fun skis. They are all about making skiing as fun as possible. Whether that's shredding laps in Hawaiian shirts, bringing the parking lot apres, or getting up early, to go for that huge backcountry objective. It is our mission to build skis and snowboards that allow our customers to enjoy every single day in the mountains. Go to their oh. website, paradiseskis.com. Use the code SKIBUM15, 15% off. They got the red, the resort skis, the blue, the backcountry skis, and the green, the split board. Check them out. Thank you, Paradise Skis. Mario, let's kick it off. We oh, so do. before we move on, I want to t- say Teresia, a big shout out to them. The bib that I wore was amazing. Lightweight, comfortable, warm. Uh, that and the uh, puffer jacket I've been wearing a lot. Um, I really do like that. It has like a little hood and it's not a big floppy hood. It's like nice contoured. Very nice. So I was rocking actually all my gear was Terracia while I was on vacation this last week. You know what Terracia needs to make? They need to make those like apres ski booties, which have become a big oh, thing. There's yeah. at least, I know like full tilt, you know, which is going to go away after this year. They make a pair. I'm trying to remember what other How about apres ski gloves, right? So you get off the mountain and you want to take your gloves off, give them a little dry out, but you put on something a little more comfortable. You could hold the drink in, right? Oh, dude. Remember what I, where were we at? Was it, I think it was at Killington. There was some promotion. They were giving stuff away. Dos Equis? It was magic hat. And it was like a glove. Oh, okay. Remember, I was wearing. I remember I had it, and of course, oh, it was the glove, and it had the holder in the, the glove. The holder. It's almost like a glove, and like your holder is in your hand is like a beer holder. Yeah. But of course, when you had a couple of drinks and you're with your buddies, you're of course doing <laughs> gross, stupid things with it. Hey, can you hold this? That's how <laughs> it starts. Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. That's it's kind of been a. <laughs> <laughs> maybe and there's a better you got the two of them on <laughs> i'm gonna make a friend today yeah <laughs> oh my god That's yeah hilarious. so maybe teresia can find another more appropriate like i like those gloves you ever see those gloves it's a mitten and you can kind of like pop it off and you have like the fingers there yes it's like That'd a cool. clamshell it's, like mitten glove thing well it's like a liner built into a mitten and there then you, you can go. unzip the mitten part. Like I saw those, those were cool. And they were just as much money as the Hestra lobster ones that I got. Yeah. And now this last trip, I actually got heated gloves, which I didn't use, but my wife used them. And they were, she said they were awesome. I was that like, 
sounds like something a person who skis who's from Florida would buy. <laughs> I got them because I'm like, hey, let me try them out. You know, I want to like I hear more and more of it. So like I got that and there's a um, and I didn't even use it yet. The uh, it's like a vest with a heater in it. And I'm like, that sounds like a cool concept. But I'm like, you know, I also do live in Florida. I'm never going to wear it except for like a ski trip. You know, your or blood the, is getting thin or for the one week that I need it, you know, your like blood's taking the out. dog out for, that's right. You know, well, I'm like still in shorts going out to walk the dog and I'm like, it's pretty cold. I need a jacket, you know, cause it's like 50 degrees out. So I'm like, right, I'll throw a little, a little light. I heard it. The, the hoodie, I wear the ski Boom podcast hoodie oh, there you everywhere. Go. That's I'm best. always wearing that. It's the best. Oh yeah. It's yeah. comfortable and it's soft. Like I, I actually look forward to putting it on my... It's like putting on a hug, really. It is. It is. And it's that nice little warm-up that like, ah, this is good. And if you wanted one of those, there's a few available at skibumpodcast.com slash shop. Boom. Look at that. believe there is. Yes. But yeah, Tarsia, if you guys had Apre Ski Booties, you'd be in business. We got to be in product development for all these companies. Booties, some glove action. Yeah. You know, Paradise, I think we got to work on the ski tops, you know? There you go. Custom high flute and ski bum ski tops. Not a bad idea. We got idea. shirts that are coming out with logos. Oh my goodness, do we? <laughs> we got a, a Guayavera shirt that's coming out. Those are, that's that. the style. Like it's look like pickle. Oh, you know what you got to do? You got to get the uh, the beer holder in the for the back, like a beer oh. pocket for the back of the shirt. I have the two pockets in the front, like the Guayavera, and you know yeah. one one will hold the phone, the other one holds the beer. Well, have you ever seen like uh, there is a company. It's a state on the West Coast cowboy that has like a built-in beer pocket, like a beer holder in the back. In the back. Like See, I don't the... like it in the back because then you get a Bill Cosby in the back and you're done. You're falling like a rhino and somebody's taking advantage. Just saying, that's me. <laughs> Where are you planning on drinking that this is going to happen? I don't know. It's got to be people, prepared, right? People, people, roofy people. That's what it is. Uh, it's I don't dark like it. times. Dark times. Dark we want to. We want to be the light. <laughs> we want to be the light. It's the same. I'm. I'm always careful. It's just like Godfather, right? You never want to have your back facing the the doorway, the entrance. Exactly. Right? I understand. Exactly. You I never heard. sitting away from that window. No, you gotta right. look out the window. It's coming look, at you. You have the old fashioned toilet with the pull chain behind it. Right. Oh, I finally finished uh, the um, Saints of Newark on uh, the airplane. Oh, did good. you? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's funny. I realized after finishing it that I was like, oh, you know, the plane landed and I had to end the movie and there's like only five minutes less oh. left. I was like, you got to be dicks and like end it like that. Like make the plane circle one more time <laughs> just so everybody gets their movie in. There you go. I mean, Or start the movie on the runway if it's that long. Come on. Why aren't they thinking about you? That's right. It's all about me, the viewer. That's right. User experience, airline. That's right. Come on, value jet. What are you doing? <laughs> Man, that was a horrific crash they had. Oof. Jeez. Yeah. All right. So, Mario, let's kick it off the way we always do. It's time for our prey today. operate today i go over what i'm drinking or what i drank and it's usually pretty pretty jovial and hey this is a good beer and i like it or i don't say much about it um this one i'm gonna say i don't like um i had this before this was my pre-opera and it's called it's from three daughters brewing which i like and they're have a they're setting up a brewery on uh clearwater beach here they make a lot of third week in a row yeah. That you're doing the three daughters. That I'm doing another three daughters. So I'm, I'm on their kick because I want to try all their beers. And this is one that new one that came out. It's a double IPA. Uh, it's called Mango Crazy. And it's supposed to have mango in it. It tastes like crap. I, I just don't like it. It tastes like dank, dark, old fruit. Mm. It's old fruit of looms. Like they soak old fruit of looms in water. And made it. It's disgusting. I was like, I usually don't pour a beer down the drain. I just suffer through it. This one I actually got like a little bit more than halfway. And I was like, I just can't do it anymore. Um, I'm too old and too matured to 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 just drink bad beer. So I just poured it down. I was like, I can't do it. And then I went for my opera, which is ba ba butter the Parodi. 
There you go. I fucking love Peroni every once in a while. Forza Azuri. That's right. Um, brings me back. Brings me back to to skiing in the Italian Alps and the Dolomites. Simpler times. Good times. Simpler times. No Simpler war. Times. No, no war, war. Just skiing. Just ski and make peace, man. <sighs> That's real. That should be a t-shirt. <laughs> All right. So what do you got, bro? I was just rooting around in my fridge, trying to find something different, unique. You got a well-stocked oh. fridge. Eh, it's it's gross. It's getting, and you know what's crazy? Like it's it's decently well stocked, but a lot of it's old. Like if this was like three years ago, it'd be like fresh, well stocked. It's just, aged. You haven't dude, aged. I just I can't lose aged. as much as I used to. You know, like I I just number one, I don't want to, and number two, yeah. like I can't. Like I just it's just not. I can't have, you that have a job hangover. and you have kids and you have yeah. I can't be like on like three hours of sleep, waking up hungover. Like I got to be like there for everybody. So I want to find something light that was at least tasty. So I found a relic of a former era too. Uh-oh. Citizen Cider. Oh, yeah. This is the Dirty, dirty Mayor. Dirty Mayor. That place is... We went to the million and I was thinking about that while we were going on our ski vacation. Uh, Burlington, man. We visited the uh, Citizen Cider. That was fun. They make some really good stuff. They have that champagne one. And it actually is like a... A fruity champagne. It's good. Yeah. This one, I will tell you, again, this is an old one. It's been sitting in the fridge for a while. It's still tasty. I chose this one when I when I bought the, I think it was four pack or six pack of it because it is a non-traditional cider with ginger and lemon. And I had this with sushi. And That's I right. Tell you told you, us that. This was... is a monster pairing. I mean, it is tremendous. It goes together so well. I the forgot wasabi, about that. The wasabi, the ginger, but whatever. But they don't sell that down here. What do I do? They don't? They're starting to blow up Citizen Cider. They're going... They might be around. I got to look. I got to go to Total Wine. That's the only big place around here. Yeah. So here's what this is all about. Uh, Dirty Mayor is a celebrated cider offered... To the honorable and fully infamous mayor of the only non-town in America, Fort Ethan Allen, USA. Nice. The mayor likes his hard cider with a ginger nip. So in our effort to ensure local harmony and diplomacy, we offer this cider up to the mayor and his fellow citizens. Nice. Fort Ethan Allen, USA. Fort Ethan Allen. So it's 100% locally sourced apple cider, ginger, lemon peel. Really tasty. If you're into ciders, I would highly recommend this one. Isn't that where the furniture comes from? Ethan Allen, the man, was much more than just someone who made furniture. (laughs) It's so funny, though, because that's all you... And I was reading a... He was such a a badass. And now you think about like like overpriced (laughs) furniture. I know. So I was listening to a a book on tape and they were talking about uh, Ethan Allen, the general. Like he was a... Was he a general? In the uh, Revolutionary War. I know he War. was a general. I know he, he was in like, charge of the Green Mountain Boys, though. Yeah, he's a badass. And I was like, holy Total shit. Badass. That's the guy that made the furniture. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so it was stupidity on top of stupidity. And while I'm thinking this, <laughs> I'm thinking that's such a stupid like interpretation of it because everybody knows the Ethan Allen furniture store. That's it. Yeah. Now, at least his name will continue to live on, though. Which, As long as they keep selling furniture. There is that. So they get taken over by Kathy Allen or something. Uh, Ikea buys it up. Ikea. <laughs> Ikea's swallowing it all up. Damn it. He was born Damn. in Litchfield, Connecticut, and he died in Burlington. Arlington, Virginia. Burlington, Vermont. Burlington, Vermont. Yeah. Man, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. It's pretty cool history. That yeah. He has. Check him out. But yeah, not just dirty furniture. mayor, not just furniture. Dirty <laughs> mayor, delicious cider. Mario, let's do it. Let's go to ski news. So we're well, doing. We talked doing about a, Ukraine already. So we talked about the Ukraine ski resorts. Now we're kind of doing a combined ski news main topic today because there's two stories that we're focusing on. And the first one, this is something for the East Coast skiers that I think a lot of folks have heard about. 
there was a competition a few weeks ago, last year standing. And we talked about it maybe a month ago or so. There yeah. were some articles about Black Mountain and Ski the Whites, which is a it's a website, it's a shop, it's you know, run by this guy, Andrew Drummond. So they had their last skier standing from uh, sponsored by Ski the Whites at Black Mountain in Jackson, New Hampshire, two weeks ago. And they started it back in 2020. 34 hours of skiing that year. Rick Chalmers of Portland, Maine was first place. So this year, 2022, two years later, the winner, 34-year-old Brody Levin of Salt Lake City, Utah, took the top prize for a jaw-dropping 65 consecutive hours. Damn. Could you imagine even being awake for 65 hours 65 hours that's pretty crazy yeah and the second place finisher was one hour less so he probably was just like screw this i'm done 64 done eck you mean i didn't win i can't catch him i'm done yeah wow 65 hours of consecutive ski touring which is i mean absolutely mind-blowing i mean that's almost three days. 72 hours is three days. Damn. Seven hours short of three freaking days. So does that count as uh, like 100 days of skiing right there in one shot? No. Considering how long the um, the lap is, what the... Figure it out. Yeah, we can figure it out. Yeah. So last year, uh, Ben Eck came in second place, was the winner with 61 laps. Wow. In all 96 skiers from across the nation took part in this year's event. The youngest was 13 years old and the oldest was 62 years old. Oh, that's cool. So the guy who won, Brody Levin, he is a professional skier and describes himself as an adventure skier and storyteller on his personal site. He has made first ski descents on six continents, has been featured on the cover of Powder Magazine three times in award-winning adventure films and as an outdoor industry 30 under 30. So this was two weeks ago. Super exciting. Awesome. And, you know, Ski the Whites was and doing... And the drama starts. Well, Ski the Whites, they were doing every Friday night, they're doing different events there too at Black Mountain, which was, you know, it was getting a lot of attention, a lot of hype. People were writing up about it. And then an email came out. I think it was Monday or Tuesday. This Monday week. evening. Yeah. Monday evening from Andrew from Ski the Whites. And he said, Ski the Whites will no longer be hosting events at Black Mountain or have a rental shop on premise. We are thankful for the staff who have supported us along the way. We have hosted over 100 events here, and I couldn't think of a better place to share the uphill experience. Hopefully, policies change and we can start sending people back that way in the future. Our last event of the season will be the Wild Corn Schemo at King Pine, April 2nd. Tickets will be on sale later this week. Signed, Andrew. You see that, and you're like, whoa, everything seemed to be going really good. A lot of positive Seem things, be, right? a lot of excitement. There's, you know, good stuff was happening there. So now all the ugly laundry starting to come out. And <laughs> so the good folks at New England Ski Journal and our buddy Eric Wilbur have put out two articles already. Uh, first one is colors of disappointment over breakup between Black Mountain and Ski the Whites. Look at that. The black and white cookie. Black and white cookie. The black is and white cookie. Up. There's right. you can't even have harmony in the ski industry. <laughs> I always think of the Seinfeld with the black and white cookie. Exactly. Eats it, and yeah. they're fighting in the stomach. He's like, oh, I don't feel good. Yeah. So the article from Eric, what seemed to be one of the most synergistic relationships in New Hampshire's mountain, Mount Washington Valley has come to an immediate end. Talking about the email that he sent out. And a lot of it is regarding the uphill policy, which has been a touchy subject at Black Mountain recently. 
Despite the increased awareness that Ski the Whites has created for the ski area, until recently, Black Hat offered a $10 uphill ticket, but had threatened to revoke all uphill privileges after noting the number of skiers who refused to fork that amount over in exchange for use of the land. On Saturday, the ski area officially made good on its threat. Unfortunately, due to recent events, we will no longer be offering our $10 uphill ticket for the remainder of the season, the ski area posted on social media. Our previous post addressing the issues we were experiencing with uphill access has continued, blatant disrespect has run rampant, and we now find ourselves in a position to revoke uphill access. We apologize to all those who understood our deep frustration followed our policies and respected the mountain and our incredibly hardworking employees. This change in policy will not affect our current uphill only season pass holders. We hope to reverse this in the future. So Hmm. this announcement meant that Friday night lights ski, the whites popular skin and ski event that attracted some 150 people each week has also celebrated its demise at black while Black's sudden uphill policy certainly played into Ski the White's liability at the mountain, things came to a head during what would become the final Friday Night Lights at the mountain last weekend. Oof. According to witnesses, Black Mountain owner John Fischera did not take too kindly to one of the Friday Night Lights patrons smuggling his own beer into the base lodge. Fischera wound up calling local police and shut the Friday Night Lights event down. That also included any future Ski the Whites events scheduled at Black. You're damn right, I called the police, Fischera said. I threw everybody out of my building and shut the bar down. That was it for me. Last straw. I'm done. At the time of the incident, Drummond was outside directing the Schemo race. He said that Fischera has not spoken to him since. Man. I've always supported John Fischera and Black Mountain by providing media photos, articles, television spots, and sending customers their way, Drummond wrote in an email to New England Ski Journal. I'm grateful for the opportunities they've given me, and Ski the Whites certainly wouldn't be where it is without their past support. Hmm. <sighs> That's a pretty rough uh, breakup right there. Yeah. They're like both mad at each other. Yeah. And according to the National Ski Area Association's Kotke end of season survey reports from the 2020-2021 season, 57% of U.S. ski areas now allow some sort of uphill access. That's up from 29% during 2012-2013 when the survey first began inquiring about uphill policies. Uh, so Andrew Drummond still has a Ski the White shop in downtown Jackson. The outfit's final event of the season will be the Wild Corn Schemo at King Pine in nearby Madison on April 2nd. The three remaining Friday night lights on the schedule have been canceled at Black Mountain. Ooh. So, yeah, that was ugly and a little bit messy. So let me ask you, generally... I guess it depends on if it's private land or if it's leased land from the government, right? So if you have uphill, if people go uphill, if they're in the ski resort, but it's on government land and they're leasing out the land, are they allowed to go up or are they not? Are they trespassing because you have the lease for the land? You know what I mean? I think if it's, that's tricky. I don't know if you have to be a lawyer or a park ranger, who is the kind of person to figure that out? Because I know, I remember when Jackson Hole shut down in 2020, because that's on national park land, people can still go and hike up. But their lease was up. So afterwards, it's back. So the lease goes, and now your lease ends. You don't no longer are in control of the land for use. Like you have the permit. It's like having a permit for softball field, right? You have the permit. And you kick whoever is off because you have a permit. Yeah. And I guess if it's, you know, until April 2nd or April 5th. And then 5th, after that, it is, it's back then to just National Parkland. I think, and now, I mean, I I get being the guy who's like, 10 bucks. I don't want to pay 10 bucks to do this. I'm going to walk up myself anyway, right? Like, I understand that guy. Yeah. But I also understand owning a business and being like, hey, man, we do a lot of trail maintenance here. We make a lot of snow. 
this would not be possible at least 30% of the time, maybe a lot more, if we weren't doing, weren't providing this service. And the fact that people can't shell out 10 bucks. And I mean, I have no idea. Well, here's the thing. If it's private land and they're insuring the private land, if you break your femur coming down because you're an idiot and you're drunk and you didn't get a pass, well, that's circumventing the waiver that you sign off on, right? So theoretically, you could try to sue them, but then you, technically you're trespassing. Mm, so perhaps. it gets like weird legally too. Yeah. I'm just thinking, I'm a legal mind, just thinking about like who's suing who. I don't want to get sued. Yeah. No, I, I, think, I think if somebody doesn't pay the 10 bucks, you, you're allowed to hunt them down, release the hounds. <laughs> yeah. Fucking. Well, it's like, that, like the old ski free game. You know, you send the Yeti out there. Just <laughs> that's right. Up. Boom. So that's, that's really a bummer. You know, that's super unfortunate that, you know, a, a great thing that was getting a lot more interest. Yeah. But that's almost like what always happens when something goes from being a cool, slightly underground, small group of people. It's like fight club, you know, when there's like 10 guys and you're fighting down there in the basement, it's cool. But when you start getting like 50 people, a hundred people, Everything just gets, and then you start getting the people are like, ah, no, I'm going to spend money on other stuff, but I'm not going to spend the ten bucks to go uphill. The guy's driving cool. an Escalade, <laughs> right? And he can't spend ten bucks to go uphill because you want to buck the system. Yeah. So then there was another article that came out from Eric and the New England Ski Journal. Black Mountain owners <laughs> ski the whites event were like a bad high school dance. <laughs> That's freaking awesome. Yeah. What seemed like a collaborative partnership was anything but ending last Friday night when Black Mountain owner John Fischera told Ski the Whites Andrew Drummond that his Alpine touring operation was no longer welcome at the ski area in Jackson, New Hampshire. It was like mm. a bad high school dance every time he had an event. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Drummond announced an email that, yeah, he would no longer be located at Black the small Jackson ski area where the touring outfit has hosted more than 100 events over the past five years. Mm. Uh, so on Friday night, Fischera yeah, has owned crazy, the right? ski area. Yeah. Like it's the crazy drama. Oh, like, this is getting deeper and deeper into like some, this is going to be a fucking, um, you know, Tiger King all over. It's going to be on Netflix. <laughs> it's going to be like a, a well, series. The fire festival. That's, that's it. Yeah. So it said this past Friday night, Fischera, who has owned the ski area since 1995, called police when more than 500 people <laughs> unexpectedly showed up for the weekly event with only himself and one bartender on staff. Many wow. of the guests had brought their own beer to Fischera's liquor licensed property, Fischera said, adding that it was a problem that had stained the relationship between the mountain and Ski the Whites since the beginning. Oh. Things came to a head on Friday night when Fischer said he was assaulted and pushed around by a bunch of drunks on the base lodge's deck. Oof. Yeah, you're damn right. I called the police. He said I threw everyone out of my building and I damn shut right. the Damn right. I called down. the code red. Yeah. This was, the, this was it for me. Last straw. I'm done. Uh, Drummond said that he could only recall one other event where Fischer confiscated beer from a patron. We are vigilant about our no BYOB messaging through our website and newsletters, Drummond said. It's also posted throughout the base lodge at Black Mountain. We also don't need beer to have fun at our events. It's a bonus for Black Mountain and their staff to make extra money. Hmm. What Fischera noted that Drummond would always try to post the information about outside beverages being promoted. It never amounted to much. At the time of the incident, at the base lodge, Drummond said he was outside directing the schema race. They were all up at their bonfire drinking their own beer on my licensed property, Fischera said. If the liquor inspector shows up, they suspend my license until I have a hearing. At the end of February? Are you kidding me? He has no respect for the business and what we do here. I have a liquor license and it does not include Andrew Drummond. <laughs> like this is just getting like, yeah, like real housewives stuff here. Real housewives of New Hampshire. 
<laughs> real sure. husbands of New Hampshire. Oh, real skiers of New Hampshire. Yeah. Real skiers of New Hampshire. Fischera said that Drummond did pay rent for his retail space in Black Space Lodge, but other than a minuscule amount of money made on food and beverage, the ski area never saw any return on allowing him to use its private property. They've been here five years, hosted 100 events, Fischera said. If you asked me how much money they paid the venue, the house, and you said zero, you'd be right. Wow. Wow. Drummond disputed this claim. We paid John a venue fee for our summer series, and John turned down our 7200 venue fee for last skier standing, which we are donating to the local ESCC, Eastern Slope Ski Club program. We also have a check for Black Mountain for the 100 uphill passes we sold in the shop between January 23rd and February 12th. Drummond told New England Ski Journal that he always supported Black Mountain by providing media photos, articles, television spots, and sending customers their way. Fischera saw the wrong kind of publicity, one that created an uphill headache at the mountain. Some Skinners refused to pay the $10 fee. Many of them accosted employees at Black when challenged on the matter, Fischera said, and didn't like being told they were trespassing on private property, not forest service land, like a bunch of babies, Ah. Fischera said. So there you go. So it is private land, not forest land. Right. Service. Which is different. I mean, think about it. You You have land and they can sue the crap out of you if they get hurt on your land. That's not cool. Yeah, said that led to hikers sneaking out of the parking lots of the trailside houses at the ski area, Fischera said, hiding in the parking lots across the street and at Whitney's Inn next door, all to chisel on a $10 ticket. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you got to get a little classier than that. Yeah. I mean, I agree, but kind of cool to just not just go up and do your own thing, but it is somebody's place. It's not their little cabin or something. Hey, it's somebody's property, man. Like, you know, again, it's so easy to be like, oh, you should let's let us use it, man. Like, I'm just not doing anything. It's like, do you want someone coming into your house and taking a shit? Exactly. Do you Some want rando a- just walking in, taking a dump? No. So let's say you have a nice backyard. You want people just show up like, oh, we're just going to use your, um, your fire pit and hang out here. Play some horseshoes. Do some stupid shit. Horseshoes, maybe throw an ax around, you know, nothing, nothing big. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I mean, I, I like the fact that it was like they were doing cool events and people were going, but people get out of hand and, you know, I've partaken a little too much and gotten out of hand. I, I can't deny that I haven't, but yeah, yeah, just saying it happens. And I also can't say I haven't brought beers from the outside, but it was to a Vale owned resort. So I don't really feel bad about it. Dude, I brought beers to many movies. I still to this day bring snacks and always think about bringing a beer. I think my wife brought a white claw to the last movie. You're just taking money out of Brad Pitt's pocket. And I, that's how it. You? How dare that's you? That's it. Just screwing them. One of his like well, 97 kids he has. It's funny. The movie theaters now have like a bar in there and you go to get a, uh, a drink and you're like, I'm, I'm going to pay $10 for a drink. I'm going to get like a mixed drink instead of just a beer, but it's crazy, crazy expensive. Got to do what you got to do. Sneak that in. Just sneak it in. Wear a coat. But we're in Florida, so it's hard to wear a coat. Hmm. Well, you can just get like a feather boa. That's like a big thing in Florida, right? Dude, I'm going to self-identify as a dude that carries a purse and that's it. Just walking with a big old purse. Pack. Yeah, no, this isn't a beer cooler. This is a purse. I love at the Bed Bath & Beyond, they sell like fake suntan lotion containers. Oh yeah, with the, uh, yep, so you, you can like, fill them up. It's like, I put like booze in it. Yeah. There's like one for suntan lotion, one for something else. Like there's a whole bunch of them. So like I bought on the internet these koozies. I don't know if I still have them. I might have thrown them, gotten rid of them, or thrown them out. But they were like these just plastic sleeves, and you put them over a can. They're made for cans. It's almost like a over, condom. Yeah, but you put them over a can. So you got a beer can, and you put it over. It's like cola. And it has like the Pepsi logo, but it says like um, Poppy or something like that. You know, it's like, it's like it's a fake not, knockoff. Yeah. It's like a knockoff. And if you see from far away, like, Oh, they're drinking a Pepsi or they're drinking a Dr. Pepper or something like that. And Nope. You're just drinking a beer. So stick it to the man. 
this is where I'm walking around. It's, you know, 90 degrees out and I have a coffee cup in my hand. Of course, I'm walking right by the cop. Hey, how's it going? You know, officer, I know I'm all in the town. And they're like, hey, what's going on? Like, oh, you're drinking some coffee, huh? Like, they know what's going on. <laughs> gin, yeah. Really a gin and tonic? I'm going to a festival and I'm fucking drinking this giant gin and tonic in like a 10-ounce coffee cup. That was my degrees out. You know? That was my go-to move back in the day, man. I would, yeah, go to Costco and get the the giant sleeve of the to-go coffee cups. Still works, man. It still works. What are they gonna say? They gotta have probable cause to do anything to stop you. Like, you just don't give them probable cause. Don't probable act cause. drunk. You just know, just be cool. Just be cool, man. Just be just, cool. Just be cool. Just be cool. Like, officer, are you cool? <laughs> that's right. Uh, but yeah, that's all you do. Walk around. Yeah. See, if they had a little more attack, they'd be like, I don't know. Everybody shows up drinking coffee. Yes, they do. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's it just sucks that it has to come to this, you know, because it sounds like it was people were really enjoying it. And you know, to 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 go and ruin something like that, because think of how many people would go there because they were psyched about the skiing. They were psyched about going out there at night, doing their thing for a couple hours, hanging with some buddies, maybe having a drink or two. And all that is ruined because a couple people were assholes. Anytime anything gets good, some people take it to the max and then they ruin it for everybody else. It's like Fight Club. You know why you don't talk about Fight Club? Because you're going to get the the bunch of assholes that come in that want to ruin Fight Club. Mm -hmm. Why you don't talk about it? Yeah. It's crazy how you need people for things to be good, but then you hit that threshold and they just... Jumps People a shark. It. That's it. Jumps a shark. It really is that parabola, man. Like it's just, it's good, it's good, it's good. And then it just all of a sudden just plummets. Like, oh, it got and out of hand. That extra guy and then another guy, and it just everything's ruined. It just takes one time too to get out of hand, and then that's it. Well, yeah. I mean, again, if it was your property, your ski resort, and people are like giving you shit, pushing you around, like would you stand for that? Well, this is Florida. I could stand my ground and just blow them all away. <laughs> just saying. You you could. Just saying. This is why we need more skiing in Florida. Pull up my nine and just start popping the cap in <laughs> some people's ass. And they'd be like, I'm never doing that shit again. I'm listening to that guy. Yes, sir. Yep. Have to pay 10 bucks. I, okay, sir. Thank it you. is New Hampshire. I mean, live free or die. He probably could have pulled out his gat and let um, him know what's up. That's right. You mm-hmm. just shoot it in the air. Just shoot the pistola in the air. Buck, buck. It's, it buck buck. It sets it sets the <laughs> it sets the mood. <laughs> Everybody better not fuck around with me because I got a gun. You know, have a shotgun like shoot up in the air. That's right. Woo-hoo. Let him know. With uh, seventy Sam, right? Just shoot him up. Yeah, seventy <laughs> Sam. Didn't he shoot down and like would be like pushed up into the air? That's <laughs> right. Or he shoot his feet. Yeah. Those little Why tiny feet do- that he had. Why don't you just shoot up in the air? Pew 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 pew. Yeah. It's funny. Well, it's unfortunate, but hopefully things work themselves out. I'm sure they will at both those, both Black Mountain and with Andrew and Ski the Whites. Yeah. And now some other craziness. Other craziness. Out of left field, right? Well, it is that time of year. Once March hits, all these places are starting to think about their uh, next season's passes already. Like, well, because they're already trying to renew passes. Like everybody's going into, hey, buy your pass for next year. We got a discount, right? They start right when the season is even not even over yet. Yeah. So some big news in the pass world. Icon Pass adds Snow Basin. Boom. Sun Valley. Chamonix for 22-23 season. Drops a crystal from unlimited tier on full Icon Pass. Damn. Alta and Deer Valley leave base pass for base plus. Base plus. This is confusing. We're going to need some sort of matrix to understand this. Hmm. So Icon Pass released its 22-23 pass suite today, raising the price of an Icon Pass from $99 to $1,079. $979 with a renewal discount until April 21st. And an icon base pass from seven twenty nine to seven sixty nine. The icon session pass. This one's interesting because I don't think they had this last year. Will be available in two, three, and four day increments. 
So this is kind of a rival to the Indie Pass in a way. Mm. As in the past, Icon will offer substantial discounts on passes for children under age 12 with the purchase of an adult pass. So Snow Basin and Sun Valley, which are jointly owned, will leave the Epic Pass after this year and join the Icon and Mountain Collectives. That's a big deal. Very big deal. And when I was there, I didn't realize that they are sister resorts. So Very even cool. the logo, if you look at Sun ba- Valley and uh, Snow Basin. Yeah. There's some similarities. It's kind of cool. With that sun and that, that. Yeah. The fonts are a little different, but yeah, everything is that, that sun that's there is kind of similar sun. on both of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very iconic. So full icon pass holders get seven unrestricted days at each resort. The resorts will not join the icon base pass, but pass holders can buy, buy up to the icon base pass plus, which also includes access to Aspen Jackson Hole and new for this year, Alta and Deer Valley for an additional 200 bucks and get five holiday restricted days at each mountain. Mountain Collective Pass holders will have two unrestricted days each at Sun Valley and Snow Basin. The hmm. platinum versions of both mountains 22-23 passes will include an Icon Base Pass in line with similar options for top tier pass holders at Taos, Aspen, Jackson Hole, Big Sky, and other icon destinations. That's confusing. Nice. That is confusing. Just get the so, friggin' U- the USA Gold one. Yeah. Just be done with it. Just be done with it. Ten grand, and you go anywhere, anytime, 12, no blackout. Man. You just walk in wherever you want. I think it's 12 grand now with inflation it's gonna be 15 next year but you know again price of gas it's gonna cost you like 80 grand to get there you don't have to deal with the hassle of knowing like am i blacked out am i restricted do i have too many days you just go so while you're talking i did verify so sun valley and snow basin the fonts are different but the logo the sun mm-hmm. exact same sun there you go same sun sun same sun, sun. Even on the web, when they do the web page, like the tab that has that's the same little upper the left hand icon on the page, like tab. It's pretty cool. Nice, pretty cool. Yeah. Wonder if they collaborate on on their. Oh, I'm sure it's some sort of yeah, like branding. Sun Valley has a little bit of different look, you know, different font and different colors, but. That's pretty cool. I like how they have that similarity with the logo. Yeah. So earlier today, Mountain Collective announced that Altera had pulled its last three owned resorts, Palisade, Tahoe, Mammoth, and Sugarbush, from the coalition, Oof. meaning that the Icon Pass will now be the only multi-mountain pass to provide access to these three flagship ski areas. Hmm. Some so it's cor- swinging from Epic to Icon right now. Well, those just, they were owned by Altera anyway, so they just went off the Mountain Collective. That's right. There's Mountain Collective still in the mix. Yeah. So some core access will also evolve. The Icon Pass will no longer act as a season pass for Crystal Mountain in Washington, joining Altera's Deer Valley as a resort that manages its own distinct pass suite. Hmm. Icon pass holders will still receive seven unrestricted days at Crystal and base pass holders will get five days subject to holiday blackouts. After four years as part of the base pass, Deer Valley and Alta will also leave their tier and join the Icon base pass. Plus, Snowbird, formerly a separate destination from Alta, will now offer five holiday restricted days on the base pass. Full Icon pass holders will continue to receive seven unrestricted days at Deer Valley, Jackson Hole, excuse me, and Aspen Snowmass. On the full pass, however, Alta and Snowbird are again considered a single destination. Hmm. The skiers receive seven total days between them. And in an interesting reversal, Arapahoe Basin will no longer be blacked out on holidays for Icon Base Pass holders. Damn. Yeah. Passes go on sale March 10th. Altera will again offer its Adventure Assurance Program, giving skiers until December 8th to roll their unused passes into the 23-24 season. An insurance plan which protects against injury, illness, and other circumstances is available for an additional cost. 
Spring skiing for 22-23 Icon Pass holders will be available starting March 10th at Big Bear, Blue, Snowshoe, Stratton, and Sugarbush, April 4th at Tremblant and Solitude, and April 11th at Mammoth, Palisade Tahoe, and Winter Park. Damn. So they're increasing the prices, but in a way, some people are excited about this because you look at what happened with Vail when they chopped 20% off of the Epic Passes last year, and it just became a nightmare. Yeah. Well, and people were predicting that too. People were saying like, this is going to just lead 20% off. It's going to lead to 40% more people. And you look at all the horror stories that happened this year and it, it played out that way. Well, we were even speculating way back about like you have Icon, Epic, Mountain Collective, like all these big passes that are coming out. Indie Pass, like, you know, these these group passes. And you wonder like, is it going to be a point in time where this year the big thing is Epic and the next year the big thing is Icon, next year Mountain right? So you could theoretically, this is kind of almost what you're seeing now. Like there's resorts that are jumping over to the other pass and it's like, all right, well, where are you going to ski next year? Well, I'm going to go to, now you got to look who's in what pass and okay, I'm, I'm probably going to ski these two or three resorts. So I'm going to switch passes or go to a different pass, you know, very interesting. Yeah. And now you have Chamonix too. Man, you know, I'm looking at Chamonix. So Chamonix is the one, it's the white whale for me. Cause I was planning to go <laughs> on a ski trip and I couldn't go because I think I had to go away for work or something like that. And it was the dumbest fucking thing. And I should have never, that, that was probably one of the last, I think that was the last time, like the second and last time I ever did anything for work to disrupt vacation. Cause then you realize after you give it up that like, you got nothing out of it. You got no benefit. Like, unless you're going to give me a, a cash reimbursement for me canceling my trip. Uh, I didn't lose any money on the trip, but I missed out on Chamonix. So mm. that's the one I'm looking at the mountain and it's just like, they have a lot of lifts. It's just, you go up and you just ski, you ski wherever you want, I guess. Yeah. So now Icon has Chamonix, Dolomite Superski, Kitzbühel. Oh, Dolomite Superski is Cortina. Yeah. Nice. Kitzbühel. Kitzbühel and Zermatt. Oh, Zermatt. So basically, you got the best in France, best in best Italy, in Switzerland, best in Switzerland, best in Austria. That's pretty all awesome. disputed, of course. All disputed. All disputed. So Dolomite Super Ski Pass is weird because that's like I said, it's like a combination of all the areas in the Dolomites. So you ski out of one into the other. But that's Cortina. That's Olympics going to be there next Winter Olympics. Is there? Is the next one? I think it's the next one. Yeah, the 2026, I guess. Yes, yeah, summer is, uh, I think, in Paris. Right yeah. now, like, if you're an Olympic correspondent, this is when you want to be there. You get to go to Paris and then Italy. You could do worse. Yeah, because uh, when I did Cortina, we flew into Venice. So, like, you could see Venice. Like, it's great for side trips. Like, crazy oh, stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is this is a, a a big one here. So Icon, I mean, again, it all depends on where you live, what's convenient, what works best for you. But I really wonder what Vail is going to do with the Epic Pass. Are they going to jack the prices back up? I think they almost yeah. have to at this point. I mean, you look at their stock price too; it's it's still plummeting. It's down pretty i think it's down at least 80 bucks from the january 1st and it just keeps going down damn i mean a lot of stuff is but their stock price is going down and let's be honest that's really what matters the most to Vail resorts anyway that's and right they see what a disaster this year was they're probably gonna have to do that more to come but indie pass just announced too they are keeping their prices as is, which is as pretty is. impressive. No change. It's great. No change. They had great sales again this year. It's a great pass. And one cool thing they did too, they have a, it's like their, uh, their switch pass. So they have like a discounted rate 
for current Epic Pass holders. I think it's like 20 bucks or something you save. Nice. So instead of being like 279, it's 259, which, you know, it's it helps. How many people are really going to drop an Epic Pass? Like if you're someone who lives in Breckenridge or, you know, near a Valen resort, you're not going to lose your you're not going to drop your Epic Pass obviously. But if you're someone who's like I spent 600 bucks on this, I'm not going enough. I hate it when I was there. I'll just get something cheaper that's closer. Got some local resorts near me. Right. It could make Don't a lot even of have to travel as far. It could make a lot of sense. Yeah. Dude, I just hit a site and it says the next few Olympics are going to be in Russia. Oh, that's a, that's a Russian website. So. Is that RT? Is that Russian, uh, Russian today? <laughs> yeah. 2024, Russia. 2026, Russia. 2028, Russia. 2032, Russia. Considering have plans. Considering how crazy things have been the last couple of weeks, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Yeah. Right? Now, but this is a cool lineup. You got Paris, France in 2024, Milan and Cortina. So they're going to have them, I guess, I guess Milan is the closest big city to Cortina. Yeah, it's probably like what they did in 2010 with Vancouver. Yeah. You know, they said it was a Vancouver Games. The skiing was up at Whistler. Right. Uh, Los Angeles in 2028 summer. And then Brisbane, Australia for the next, for the winter in 2032. Brisbane, Australia, huh? I got to look it up now. Is there a lot of skiing in Brisbane? You know, anybody from Australia that's listening to this, even our buddy from New Zealand, they're probably like yelling at the, at the thing, right? At the radio saying, you asshole, there's a lot of good skiing there. Yeah. I don't know. Is it Threadbell? Is that the one that's near there? Yeah. Remember that dude? Right on the coast too. Remember we met that dude from Australia? He had the icon pass and he was talking to our ladies at Killington. That's right. He was like, oh my God, he has an icon pass. Like the first time it was out. Like he's got such a nice uh, accent. Why are you talking to him? Hang on. Oh dude, didn't he like, you dropped him off at where he was staying or something? You give him a ride? Oh, you know what? I think we did. (laughs) I was like, I know what's going on there. my car? Like, I'm like, I hope he's not going to kill us. And he's I don't know why he's in our car. Nice. He's just so nice. How do you he's know a, he's nice? He comes from a criminal colony. He's got an Australian accent. He's got to be nice. Yeah. He's almost British. <laughs> I don't know why everybody thinks it's all proper and stuff. Still jack your car just the same. Yep. Uh, let's see. Queensland, Australia. There you go. Yeah, right on the water though. Everything's on the water though in in Australia. Right? Well, where anybody lives, yeah, yeah. It's all the stuff in the middle that's scary. Which is wild though. It's like a huge country, and it's all just the coast. Pretty much. That's where everybody wants to be, anyway, right? There's just like grossness and everything that will kill you in the middle. <laughs> Adelaide. Let's see nearby ski area. It's got to be Threadbow. That's the Damn. one. I'm, so I'm on Google and I type nearby for Brisbane and I type skier and it gives me like a globe. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's not close. What the hell? Yeah, Threadbow is nowhere near Brisbane. Like not even remotely close. It's sort of between Melbourne and Sydney. Okay, so it's they near have, Wagga Wagga. Wagga Wagga. So they have Snow and Ski Central, which I think is an indoor place. Let's see. Oh boy. What? By Maybe. then? They may have it done to a science by then. First indoor Olympics. That'd be great. Yeah, eight years to figure it out. They could have I'm st- I still believe in our lifetimes we are going to see a Whistler black home under a dome. Five thousand feet of vertical under a dome. Oz ski Oz ski resort, <clears throat> like like the prison show. <laughs> <laughs> We've converted this prison into a ski resort. That's right. You better tape up your butt cheeks. I suggest you tape <gasps> up your butt cheeks if you're gonna do the uh, slalom. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, am I reading this wrong? Probably. Let's see.
the Winter Olympic schedule. It is Beijing again. Right. Like, what the hell? Really? Uh, 26? Where's 2023? Winter Olympic schedule years. So 20... Okay, 20... So they just list 2026. They don't list after that in this other site. I'm reading about an article about the flying kangaroos and they're getting a $6.5 million ramp for aerials. Flying, Flying kangaroos. That's what they call the aerials team. Nice. Okay, uh, through 2032, so 2032 is 24. They keep talking about the aerials team, but what about like, where are they going to do the real skiing? Uh, Okay, so that's speculative. 2032 has not been decided. I think actually, isn't that the one that um, Utah is trying to get? Yeah, I think Salt Lake's trying to get it again. 2032. Yeah. Wait, they're going for a summer Olympics, not a winter one. Yeah, that's Brisbane. Summer Olympics is already decided 28 Los Angeles. I guess it's decided. I don't know. Oh, 2030. That's what it is. Okay, because I'm looking here. I'm like, there's nothing nearby. Brisbane, okay, Brisbane has a 2032 summer, 2030 winter. So, yeah, I heard Salt Lake. So Salt Lake is contending in Canada. But when I was out in Utah, a lot of people were saying publicly, I guess it's like uh, they were talking about, they're thinking about 2034 for Salt Lake because I think they'd it'd give more prep time or something. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows what's. That was the best Olympics. But I guess 2030 hasn't been decided and 2034 hasn't, but 2032 has been decided for Brisbane. Salt Lake's going for 2026. 2026. Oh, that's already been given to Milan Cortina. Oh, they have like a whole website, saltlakeolympics.com. Uh, you're out of luck there. Uh, Paris would be great to see the Summer Olympics, right? Yeah, for sure. And Cortina would be good. That'd be great. Italy and, and France, that's, that's core uh, Europe. Right you could there. do worse. Art, history, wine. Good wine at both. You could the do best wine Olympics right there. Ah, wine Olympics. Wine Olympics. Wine and food Olympics, which is better. Yeah. Italy versus France. You know, in a showdown, food all and wine drag, showdown. All that, that drag out fight. That's right. That'd be yeah. pretty good. Love's food and wine off. drag out fight. I'm writing that it, down. That's another one I'm writing down. Yeah. I don't know who I'd have to go with on that one. I mean, I have to give, I feel like the skiing gets the nod to France and the food to Italy. So again, if you're going <sighs> all too. out together. Then it's, uh, you know, who wins the overall? You can always ski into Italy, can't you, from France? No. Not possible. No. Damn it. I just wish it was so. It is impossible. Yeah, you're close enough. You could drive there and eat. (laughs) You must have an olive garden in France somewhere, right? (laughs) Olive garden. It's got to be someone that came over from Italy, set up a baller ass restaurant in France, and you can have both. <laughs> can you imagine like the uh, Grubhub driver in in France? Like, go get me this great Italian food from this Italian restaurant. Give me some great French food and bring it over. I'm gonna have it at the same time. There you go. Yeah, like a mouth gasm, <laughs> <laughs> a taste bud gasm. Yeah, delicious. That's like Caliglia and like. <laughs> French wine, Italian wine, French food, Italian food. It's like I demand the best of all, the best. Yeah, craziness. Love that's it. what, and that's what Caliglia did. Yep, vomitoriums after vomitorium. So you can eat again. We can eat again. Yeah. 
Isn't that crazy? Vomitorium. Yeah. Dexy had that. Vomit and then eat again. Yeah. I'm too full. Let me let me puke and treat drink and eat again. That's how you do it. That's right. That's why all that's why they all died at like 32. <laughs> <laughs> and because the thousands of people who were underneath them were like, fuck these people. Let's go cut their throats. That's right. Yeah. Average well, lifespan, right? 30. Yeah. On that happy note, that's the podcast for the week. Thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. Love all the links in the show notes. Check it out. Skibumpodcast.com. Check out our awesome sponsors, Terracia, Terracia.com, Skibum, or Terracia Bum, 15% off. Paradise Skis, ParadiseSkis.com. Use the code Skibum15, 15% off. Check us out on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, untapped at Ski Bum Podcast. Go to shop, SkibumPodcast.com slash shop. Send us an email, SkibumPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Stay high, stay falutin'. See ya.